0: Data, artificial intelligence, the metaverse, crypto and web 3, and quantum computing are just a few of the technology innovations that are changing the way we live, work, and experience the universe. I am your host, Ganesh Padmanabhan, and this is Stories in AI, a podcast where we explore the various facets of technologies like AI, its impact on individuals, organizations, and the society. You will hear from a variety of experts and practitioners, their personal stories, their best practices, and advice to put technology to work. I hope you enjoy this engaging conversations. Now, Before we begin, a note about our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Experian, whom you may know as the Consumer Credit Bureau. But they are at heart a data company. When you're buying a car or home, sending your kids to college, or borrowing to grow your business, Experian is most likely helping you behind the scenes. They unlock the power of data to make better decisions, get access to financial services, and to prevent crime, unlocking a whole world of opportunities for individuals and organizations. Find out more at Experian.com. In today's episode of Stories in AI, I speak with Mini Suri. Minnie is a power woman, a very accomplished executive who's now the CEO and co-founder of Velmini. Velmini is a, a dental AI solution but they're pioneering AI-driven patient care. And Mini is extremely accomplished. She has actually lived through the, the transition in the industry to getting into AI and automation with a deep background doing services strategy at Citi, uh, Citi Citibank, and then later on to work at Uber as their lead for automation and RPA and AI uh, uh, in the early um, 2010s, to then being the chief customer success officer at Core AI. So deep background in AI, who is now on a mission to help drive AI-driven patient-centric care and drive accessibility for all. We had a great conversation. I hope you enjoy. Minnie, welcome to Stories in AI. How are you today?
1: Very well, Ganesh. In gratitude and always a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Always a pleasure to talk to you too. Thank you so much. We've been trying to plan this for a while and finally we got the the stars aligned to go make this happen. Why don't you kick us off with your story, your background and Who is Mini Suri, and how did you come about to being who you are right now?
1: Great. Um, Ganesh, I grew up in India, um, a town outside New Delhi, Faridabad, two sisters, uh, very, uh, very uh, well-passionate parents who really wanted us to be successful academically. So I studied, uh, um, I went to uh, Chennai to do my undergrad and then came to US to do my master's. Uh, when they say there are two great men behind you, I always say it's my dad and my husband because without them, I couldn't have done what I am here. Uh, so did my master's and I actually joined financial services. I was uh, leading very niche technology in, in Citigroup. And I call that as my academia because obviously the scale, the products, that I actually was able to learn and grasp and implement uh, was amazing. Um, and I and I must say that I got very amazing opportunities uh, of really leading AI or making City a conversational AI bank uh, by board of City and build a lot of automation in, in in that space, and then eventually moved to Uber as the head of AI and automation uh, head. Uh, and then also went into really AI product company. However, all this actually helped me prepare um, into what I am today as a CEO of a health tech AI company, uh, WellMany, which is basically we are pioneering in AI, uh, in dental first, and then eventually larger healthcare system. Um, Healthcare was something, was always my passion. Uh, however, I did not know my path. Um, I crossed the industry, but I think it's all for good. And that makes me feel very accomplished, very privileged that I could do that. And I must say, uh, one, one reason I must say is because of MIT, which is my alma mater, which really gave me the wings um, to really have the courage um, to actually fulfill my dreams.
0: I'm on mute of course uh, <laughs> like it's the zoom zoom disease right everybody gets it so yeah. i was going to say like we you know what a fascinating background and there's one uh, one another intersection point that i just thought of was like you grew up in faridabad i have five engineers now in our com- in my company autonomize who are actually based out uh, out of faridabad right now so <clears throat> excuse me i'm going to probably make a trip to go out there and visit them in november so that's an amazing uh, connection. Okay, Great. <clears throat> this is awesome. So tell me a little bit about Velmini, right? I mean, what's your what are you solving for today and what's the vision?
1: Yeah. So let me tell you why Wellmini. Um, Velmini actually is an Icelandic term for robot. So um, it, people think it's on my name. Actually, the name was decided eight <laughs> years before I became the CEO <laughs> yeah. of the company. Uh, we we truly want to be a pioneer in AI, which means any facet of AI. Uh, we, started, uh, we started with dentistry first. However, dental space is really ripe for innovation and disruption. Uh, there, there are a lot of use cases that I see coming from an outsider that can really help enable better patient care. Uh, so, dental uh, area allows us, you know, from the AI perspective, uh, you know, to have better uh, early intervention. Uh, have uh, AI tools that the dentists usually tend to miss. It's not that the dentists are not doing their job right. It's just that human eyes cannot comprehend every diagnosis, every use cases. Uh, by end of the day, the eyes do get tired. However, um, AI can detect at any given time, twenty four by seven, and we can have a very consistent reporting out. Um, so, yeah. so Welmini is is something that you know came into being uh, during COVID time, or I would say post COVID time, and and the and the need was very valid because the dentist really could not take care of the patient, uh, and that's where AI has become even more important and necessary because humans or dentists cannot be everywhere
0: no it's pretty pretty awesome i want to dive a lot more deeper into that thing on the specifics and stuff too but you're bringing up a good point right i think the the timing for ai in healthcare is now i mean i i fundamentally believe i have a lot of experience working with ibm watson guys back in the day had to clean up a lot of the mess they made at some of the companies that i work with with uh you know uh with customers like and and I think it was just bad timing in my view, right? Because I think today there's a lot of the tailwinds of things like better connectivity, better access to things, more comfort with digital channels, telehealth and telemedicine. You're just now in a point to actually go explore a lot more and drive a lot more impact right now, right? So t- tell me a little bit about why AI in healthcare? Tell me, talk to me the the reason, what 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 is the potential, what's the promise here if we, if we solve yeah. it? Right.
1: And I think the promise, as you said, is immense. I mean, uh, we are talking about healthcare in privileged sector. We haven't even thought about, um, you know, remote areas where where the resource uh, settings are very poor or it's not even there. Um, I mean, the, the, the potential to outreach using AI is a lot faster than having to train someone in the space in this dentistry or in healthcare, which takes years and years, right? Sure. Um, think of it in COVID. Uh, how did our dental students or healthcare students were impacted? They could not have their hands-on experience, right? So, so the thing is, if you if you actually compare uh, a, a dentist, it takes anywhere between five to ten years before they really can become an expert in reading these X rays. Whereas, if you built an AI model, right, it can scale so fast. Um, We are not saying the AI models are perfect on day one, but they train. And once they get the training and uh, and they are fed on these data sets, eventually they do perform and they're able to find, and again, by the way, they're not replacing anybody, but they actually aid a dentist or a health provider in a more comfortable way, in a way we call it a second dentist or a second uh, you know uh, expert, you know it's accident. the Jarvis
0: exactly. suit for the den- a, uh, dentist right so
1: absolutely absolutely and by the way you know the technology has enabled it uh, i would say even 7 8 years back market wasn't ready people were not ready but now they are uh, from both uh, i would say consumer side both from the provider side as well as uh, the technology like 5G coming into picture, we have more compute powers, our, um, you know, uh, b- mobility is much better. Um, you know, all those things definitely have added a lot uh, into really reaching out with what what AI promises to bring. So I think this is a great time. There are so many use cases that we can see with AI. It's not just, you know, diagnostic <clears throat> on Deep Computer Vision, NLP, there are like different facets uh, that we can see if we combine together, actually bring a great use case.
0: Now, you know, I, I look, um, you know, it so happens that I also lead a healthcare AI tech company, right, so Autonomize. And uh, we haven't really talked about what we do in public, you know, just kind of in semi-stealth in the process of coming out. But one of the things that the theories I have, and I want to test this with you as well, is that I think, look, health, health and data are two um, you know very noble things. So if you think about like data becoming, or is already, is, there's enough evidence that the most valuable asset in the world is data, right? I mean, not just how organizations make money off it, but if you really a look at how much market cap Facebook or Google has generated by using human data right i mean just human generated data sets. it's a very good evidence on the one hand and we now have the technologies the methods the process and the research to go harmonize and get, you know get maximize the the insights and knowledge residual in the data on the other hand improving the human condition post covid at least everybody got a really good wake up call people who have never you know lived through plagues and you know uh, world wars and <clears throat> Everybody, it was very evident that one of the most noblest uh, pursuits is to go improve the human health condition, right? And then for us, for me personally, it's about bringing the two together. Like, how do you actually get the uh, the the engineerable problem of gleaning insights from the data and apply it to improving the human condition? And but what you said actually, you know, reminded me of two things. One is the how should AI help and the, the opportunities now, which is very evident, a lot more data than it was and stuff, but there's a lot of challenges because most of the data in healthcare is human generated data, right? It's about the humans or other things, but including research, doctor's notes, x-rays, imaging data, it's human generated, aka not easily computable or analyzable at scale, right? That's on the one problem. The other thing is about this whole notion of—I uh, think there was all these concerns, and you know, this I can relate back to my friends at IBM Watson. Like they are to blame when they actually said Dr. Watson is going to be the next biggest oncologist. The reality of the matter is, healthcare and is actually care primarily, so it has to have a human in the loop at least for a foreseeable future, right? Um, and nobody's going to complain about it because we have a shortage of healthcare professionals, not a surplus. So nobody's going to get replaced. If if anything, they were going to get augmented on this thing. Uh, so I, you know, it's interesting. So talk to me about AI in healthcare in terms of where is the state of the market today, right? Uh, is AI being deployed in all these places? I know you, you know, you have the dentistry point of view, and I have some opinions on that too. But broadly, give me some broad strokes on how do you see the healthcare market, especially in automation and AI. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a very very good point. Uh, Though we are seeing AI is making inroads, in some cases, it's still a buzzword, right? People don't understand. Uh, First of all, they're afraid. They feel that AI is here, probably will take my job. People don't have a better understanding. And that's why I feel that AI education is, is very, very important. And that's why the product that we came out, Second Dentist, is about that, how do we educate? Our dentists yeah. about
0: AI. Do you think, is this still a concern that people think that AI will take their jobs away, especially when they have no time to breathe? <laughs> they still yes, believe that?
1: Exactly. They are. They do. They do. And there is a fear. I've seen that. There is a fear. There is a stigma. And I've seen that as more in older um, uh, providers than the younger generation who's coming out because they are savvy. And they're willing to test and try and take risks. It's also risk-taking, a little bit of risk-taking. And they know because they've grown up with technology. So I I, I also see the adoption coming quickly uh, from some of the younger uh, healthcare providers than somebody who's really set in their ways because they're almost about to exit uh, their career and they don't want to change their, uh, you know, what the way they have been working all along because it's very hard for them. So. So I see this as a transitional state. Um, Eventually this wave is going to ride. AI will become a part of the way the work is done. Uh, There is no giving. I mean, we've seen COVID was such, um, I would say this was an accelerator. Actually took us five years ahead of what we were thinking. Yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, I think what it has really accomplished is that yes, you need automation, you cannot, have humans deployed everywhere? You cannot have human on 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 grounds or troops on grounds. I would say everywhere. Think of it. I mean, uh, I'll tell you, Ganesh, um, a very interesting story. I mean, healthcare, as I said, was very important. While at my at MIT, uh, my dad was diagnosed with brain tumor, uh, and uh, wow. the the reason uh, the tumor got missed was it was a very tiny speck, and obviously got missed. Uh, Four months later, it was stage four. Early intervention, if it was detected, let's say by a sophisticated AI scan, I'm sure we would have detected, right? Uh, That hit me very hard, I still remember. I did not know my path. I wanted to know, I wanted to do something in healthcare. I started taking health tech certification while I was there. I actually switched all my projects to healthcare i started working my 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 i would say end of mba project was uh, working on uh, electronic health record for rural india i really wanted to see what that healthcare you know how the healthcare can change starting you know going into remote areas india was one of the countries that we chose but it is anywhere and everywhere so my my path wasn't clear but i knew i had to do something and when I saw the, 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 I would say the stats, it was one doctor to 20,000 villages or villagers. It was insane. Wow. There were a lot of, uh, a lot of non-for-profit who were doing some phenomenal job. And I, I actually happened to meet a lot of people, um, you know, uh, who were in that space, but we knew we could not scale. At that point, I remember AI was still something which we were all towing, but we did not know. But now post-COVID, with where we are with telehealth, teledentistry, I think we can make a significant impact. And I can see it. I can foresee it. It's it's not that far. We just have to have proper training, both on on, I would say, we also have to educate our common, you know, like people as well, where AI can be a substitute for a doctor or a dentist at the same time we can have one of the best cares be provided in a matter of seconds i mean they don't have to travel whereas the best treatment can be given or at least be 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 at least they can be guided how they need to take the next step and not live with that pain or the problem and let it fester so again to your point um, i think the, the this is the, this is the time we need to lay the seeds now
0: you know, um, no, what a touching story. And I think, you know, it's 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 important to understand that while the privileged side of the world actually thinks about saying AI is going to replace my job and, you know, I mean, quite candidly, right? The fact that, oh, you know, if I do this, I'm not going to be able to retire comfortably and I can bill only a little less of hours and stuff. There's the whole other side of the world who don't have access to care, right? And, you know, AI, for me, it was always about Scaling human cognition on human expertise to so find the best dentist in the world, clone them as an intelligent agent to do most of what they do, and then deploy it at the remote edge, which don't have the luxury of actually having that uh, gentleman or gentlewoman to support them in their care needs. Right. So it's a it's a fascinating uh, thing, and I, I love the, the the story how and I. I like, you know, like talking about dentistry and a dentist, right? I grew up in India, Southern India, right? I, I got to tell you, maybe I went to a dentist um, when I was like seven, eight years old. And then the next time I went to a dentist was I was working in Bangalore and I was 30, 28 years old and they had a free dental checkup. So I showed up and they're like, really? I mean, like my teeth, uh, thankfully hasn't deteriorated too much, but we never go to a dentist, And, you know, to your point, you know, I think you and I were talking earlier, uh, dental health is not just about the teeth, right? Back to the early indicators, you know, if you have heart disease, it's going to show up. If you have, you know, degenerative diseases, it might show up. I mean, there are so many different ways.
1: Diabetes,
0: Diabetes, right? So I think it just, it just, um, you know, I I love the fact that you guys are starting in dentistry, because I, I, I believe that definitely an underserved sector in general, and it's a huge global problem. So one question I have, in, you know, in uh, as we come through that thing, saying, like, we've established that the time to do AI in healthcare is now. We've established that the uh, opportunity is about scaling expertise and bringing the best to everyone, driving access, and so forth, right? What about the flip side of this, right? Um, how does this put data privacy patient ownership of their data and stuff like that what is how does that landscape play out right now
1: yeah it's, a, it's an excellent point because data privacy um, you know it's it's the data that we are all I think we all have the owners right who are in the software business building these healthcare um, uh, applications platforms I would say uh, I, I, I just, uh, uh, you know, uh, go back a few years uh, with my days at City being in financial services. For us data, likewise data is very, very crucial and very important. And I think the whole, uh, uh, I would say the whole risk of keeping the data secured is sort of like ingrained. I always used to say it's in my DNA. Um, and I, I see not different coming into it the healthcare industry now, because with HIPAA and other regulations, um, data, not just because data can be monetized or can be used with various purposes and so on, but I think it's human data. And we all hold responsible for keeping data as secured as possible, uh, where we use the data for our building our models, doing our research getting the better um, software out that can make a difference. However, I think it, it is something that we, uh, all of us collectively, I would say, and can keep our data secure. Now that could not have been possible. It was difficult, I would say, how we kept the security when we were using on-prem because I still remember the days when we could not, or we would be afraid to even go on cloud because the data data leaks uh was the data secured on cloud versus you know on prem data centers and keeping as close as possible who would have access to data and i think we we even we are now on cloud we are we have uh, encryptions at rest and encryptions in flight and we we make sure that who has the access to the data you know uh, a, a, the right people we basically have put all the risk and controls which are so so important uh, i think um, the, and again, there is an advancement in technology in every which way that we are talking about, right? Um, and, and and the thing is why I say this is the right time for us as well, because we have massive data. Uh, we are talking now in terabytes, petabytes, even more, right? When we at times think about the data that we get over time. Uh, I would say that we can only scale, we can only get better if we have the right technology, right uh, protection plan, right risk management policies. And, and that is all so very important, um, yeah. keeping uh, this data in, in sort of like in, in the right form and shape. So I would agree with you on this aspect because I think for me, when I'm building this platform, paper data privacy is equally important.
0: Yeah, no, you know, it's in fact, I think, you know, we talked about how data is more valuable and stuff too, like the value realization of that happened only to a a group of data-hungry social media companies in the first iteration. So I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm hoping that we, we change that equation in this whole notion too, right? Patient data is important. And the other thing that, you know, I've always been fascinated with is like, you know, I believe healthcare is, healthcare is sick care today. It's not healthcare, right? You know, it's all about interventions and triaging problems and something is, but it is not really evolved into treatment to preventative medicine, right? Or personalized medicine. Like in a way, it's it's still, you know, uh, the, the pharmaceutical industry is extremely industrialized in the way. know today's not everybody's trying now that we have the data we have the tools to go make it happen we're doing it so i mean in the midst of all this i think we want to get this right in terms of privacy and data ownership as well right i mean a lot of strides have happened primarily from regulatory side and you know people the tech industry is notorious in general for not doing things unless they're forced to right and that's changing slowly so it's not just the regulatory framework it's about truly thinking through what does it really mean to be a patient-centric company in healthcare or, you know, a human-centered company in healthcare, right? So, things like that. So, fascinating. What's your um, what's your advice for healthcare innovators, both in large companies as well as um, early-stage companies, if you will, and how they should capture this big opportunity? What should they be focused on? What's some words of advice building a company and a business? powered with AI.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a a great point. What I believe we can make difference when we walk together uh, because it's a huge problem. We are all trying to solve a piece of the puzzle, piece of the problem. And I don't think so we can work or we can solve if we work in silos. Uh, What I believe is obviously playing together, integrating us our products together to build better solution. I've always built in that. No one company can build all, but they can integrate all, and they can build better innovative solutions which can have better patient outcome. I think the idea, the focus that we have is better patient outcome, as I say. Uh, and that's where I believe and my vision is to pioneer, to really come up with those solutions that we can build together that can really have an impact, not just on the patient, but also with the providers. Because if we make our providers yeah. more more enabled, I think they would be able to serve more patients. They will be able to outreach more patients, not just in their geographical region or area, but obviously much more than that. We can actually take the knowledge that we have seen with our with our uh, with our healthcare providers to to the areas there where we could not even think of a few years back. So I think AI is, as I said, is an enabler for our healthcare providers. It's an enabler for us like you and me and you know other other folks in this industry to be really uh, think from that perspective, how do we build, how do we integrate, how do we build this whole community of uh, of AI enthusiasts, right? And 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 think from solving a problem for a greater good. And I think that's, to be honest, Ganesh, I am about impact. I, I really want to build a company which is going to have an impact, uh, which is going to have really an impact for, making sure the patient, that the patients get the best of the care, less time with, with the least cost. I think that's what is important, or no cost at times, because again, we have to serve all kinds of communities. So I think for me, Velmini is that channel, that means which I want to reach to those kind of patients where I feel that they have, for example, have not felt the need because they did not know about it. But if we can, with proper education, proper proper encouragement can help them take their, take the health in their hand, right? I, I think that's the other thing that I feel that we all can do is have the patient be responsible for their own health, take the health in their hand, then I think they can do better job. Then, then you're right that pharmaceutical companies telling you or doctors telling you, but if you know this can help me, you You'll probably do it better
0: at least they need to uh, at least they need to have a choice right i mean it's not just it's being good. a cog in the wheel and 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 it's so um you know ai is a big deal and i i, I tell people it's folks don't all, always realize this but humans are actually not very good in a lot of things right we make mistakes we get tired we misinterpret data uh, we get emotional we have a bandwidth problem in the amount of information we can actually consume so most decisions humans make are not really data driven decisions well there's a strong gut feeling to it but the big opportunity if you pair the whole analytical side with an extension powered by AI for the human being you automatically end up making better decisions you know faster decisions more impactful decisions with more of the data so i think you know it's a it's a big deal and i you know in fact there could be no other uh, nobler pursuit than to apply that into the healthcare industry. And, you know, like you're doing in dentistry initially and so forth. So Minnie, this has been fascinating. Where can the viewers and listeners get in touch with you? Where can they find you on the internet?
1: So they can actually reach out to my website, which is wellmini.ai or okay. our, our free product, second They can, they can ping me on LinkedIn. I am very active uh i'm always i love to chat with people i believe in networking uh i i am always open to hearing new ideas as i said i love to build really innovative solution that's my passion i love to talk to people who are thinking that way and i love to i love to talk to people who are really looking to make this world a better place and ganesh you're one of them Um, you and i had always connected on, on various uh, lengths and, and I said, not just AI that brought us together, it's the way we think together. Uh, and, I, and I am so thankful that I was able to be in this show and in this podcast with you and share the dice and then talk to the world of what you and I think about AI and how AI can make that, uh, that impact.
0: Oh, no, Minnie, thank you. I'm so grateful that you decided to come onto to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. It was a blast. Thank you.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks.
0: I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, I encourage you to do three things. Number one, share with your friends and family. If someone else can learn from this, get inspired and take action, they need to. Number two, subscribe so you do not miss a single episode. You can do it at your favorite podcast location or at youtube.com. Number three, let me know if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for me or my guests. And check out storiesinai.com to access show notes and more resources. Thank you for listening. See you next time.